Have you ever heard of the group StoryCorps? StoryCorps is a nonprofit organization that uh, travels around the U.S. gathering stories. Stories of average people like, like you and me. The concept is pretty simple. The way it works is they'll pull into a city with their trailer and they'll set up a booth and they'll invite people to come to bring one person who wants to tell their story. And they'll sit in that booth for 40 minutes. They'll record it, give the person a copy of their story, and then send a copy of it to the Library of Congress where it's archived. The point is they want people to understand and remember that their stories are important and will not be forgotten. Now, suppose the StoryCorps trailer pulled into the First Covenant Church parking lot, and when you walked out the doors today, it was sitting there, and they invited you to come into the booth and to tell your story. What would your story be? What great victories would you share? What difficult times and obstacles would you talk about? Are you living the life that you imagined, that you would hope for, if you were to tell your story this morning? You know, the Bible isn't just a collection of of lessons and in laws for life. We often kind of tend to think that way. It's a formula, but it's not really. It's more like a collection of, of stories, stories about God, stories about, about people like you and me, stories about events that had happened, stories about God's will and purposes for our lives. And together, those stories in the Bible, true stories, combine to make up one big meta story, the story of God's incredible love and pursuit of the human race, people like you and me who are created in his image. It's a story of God's uh, initiative through Jesus Christ to restore a broken world to its, its splendor and to restore people like you and me to the life that, that we want and the life that we are intended to live. It's a great and powerful story. Now, on this Easter Sunday, we come to the most climactic moment in their Easter story. It's the resurrection of God's only Son, Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at, in just a few minutes, we're going to discover that when God's story of Christ intersects with our personal story, our lives can be changed forever. But before we look at the story of Christ, let's pull back for a second, big picture, and look at the story of the human race. You know, Donald Miller is a contemporary writer, and he, he says that in order to have a good story, you have to have a, a character who wants something badly and has to overcome something to get it. For example, take Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. Two young lovers who want to be together, but they have to fight and fight against their family's opposition and ends in tragedy. Another story, um, more contemporary, you know, the, the, um, the Lord of the Rings. Frodo has to go through this all sorts of trials and, and challenges to eventually uh, destroy the golden ring in order to save Middle-earth. For our sports fans, Rudy, based on a true story of a, of a young man from a working class family who was meager means and, and poor grades and a puny build, and he overcomes them all to, to suit up and to get in on a few plays for the powerhouse Notre Dame. Even more recent, the Hunger Games, famous trilogy. Katniss Everdeen has to survive the games in order to, to get back to her family and the people that she loves. And of course, the most powerful, moving story ever made, Lloyd Christmas overcoming tremendous odds to win the girl in the movie Dumb and Dumber. Just wanted to see if you're listening, okay, making sure you're with me. So what's your story? What do you want and what is keeping you from getting it? Now, chances are that there's many answers to that question as there are people sitting here today. Maybe you want a successful career. 
Maybe you want a, a happy family or good health or financial security. Maybe all you want is for the Kansas City Royals to finally make the playoffs. But it seems to me that what every person really wants is life. Not just any life, but a good life, a long life, a life with meaning. And we want that for ourselves, but we also want it for the world, don't we? And what are the things that keep us from having that life that we really want? Lots of things. Sickness, disease, unemployment, prejudice, dysfunction, bad habits, bad people, maybe even just simply bad luck. But in the end, there are two things, two things that can keep all of us, that keep all of us from having the life that we want. Two things, sin and death. Now, sin is our human tendency, of course, to to mess things up, to think of ourselves first instead of others, to hold a grudge instead of forgiving somebody, to, to settle for lust instead of intimacy, to twist the truth, to lose our temper, to break promises and to hurt the people that we love the most. Sometimes it's our own sin that gets in the way. Sometimes it's sin of somebody else. But either way, when sin is involved, it messes things up in our lives and it keeps us from having the lives that we really want and are intended to have. The other thing that gets in the way of a good life is death. No matter how good our life is, we are always, in the back of our mind, know that it could end at any minute, just like that. And we know that eventually, sooner or later, no matter how, how long our life may be, at some point it's going to end. And when it does, it'll probably feel like it ended too soon. Like there's more left to experience or to do. More life left to live. But sin and death keep getting in the way. You know, one of my favorite cartoons when I was growing up was The Roadrunner. And it was for a couple of reasons. One is we had two channels. So my options were limited. It was either that or Scooby-Doo. So I, I chose Roadrunner for whatever reason. But Roadrunner, you know the story, how it goes. The episodes are all the same. Just a little twist here and there. The plot is very simple. You have Wiley Coyote, who is chasing that elusive, pesky, annoying Roadrunner. Well, this past week, I was, as I was kind of thinking through things for this morning, believe it or not, I came across a story that a, a dad told about his youngest kid and the Roadrunner cartoon. He tells the story that they were at a, a restaurant and there were TVs all over the walls and there were cartoons on loops that were just playing over and over again where the sound was muted. Uh, there were six people in the family and the youngest, who was a four-year-old, was sitting there with his eyes glued to one of the screens. And on this screen was a loop of the Roadrunner just going over and over and over again. Wally Coyote strapping on rocket-propelled roller skates. Wally Coyote shooting himself out of a canyon, like a cannon, or launching himself from a giant slingshot, trying to catch the elusive roadrunner. Without taking his eyes off the screen, after a long time, the four-year-old had an epiphany. And he said, no matter what he does, he's never going to get the chicken. Isn't that the human storyline, really? You know, no matter what we do, we're never going to we're never going to beat sin and we're never going to beat death completely, are we? No matter how many self-help books we read, no matter how many promises we make to ourselves or others. No matter whatever it might be, our sin in our lives continues to wreak havoc and and keep us from having completely the life that we want. 
no matter how many peace treaties are signed, no matter how many uh, relief efforts are launched in this world, we will never completely fix what is wrong on this globe. And no matter how many vitamins we take, no matter how hard we exercise, no matter how careful we are with our diet, no matter how many advances we make in medicine or science or technology, in the end, we can't beat death. Sin and death thwart us. It has been that way since the beginning. And each human being has lived his or her own version of that same story. And that's not to say that our lives are never good. We're blessed in many ways. We have good lives for the most part. But they are never as good or never as long as we want them to be. So with that in mind, the story of the human race, let's zero in now on a better story. A story that can change the trajectory of our own stories. The story of Jesus Christ. Now the story of Jesus Christ begins as a a classic rags to riches story. The child is conceived out of wedlock. He's born to a peasant couple who are on the road. His first night is spent in a barn. He's laid in a, in a, a bed of straw. He grows up in a backwater town. He learns a blue-collar trade. He becomes a carpenter to provide for his, his, his family. And he practices the religion of his people. But at 30, he breaks into the public scene. He speaks powerful messages. The crowds gather around him. They're amazed at what he has to say. He speaks of a new age of peace and and of justice for all people. He speaks about God as if he knows him personally. To quote the Blues Brothers, it seems like he's on a mission from God. But they're not just impressive words. They're tied in with action. Everywhere he goes, it seems something powerful happens. Blind people see and the deaf hear and paralytics get up and walk. Hungry people are fed and Those beset by demons are set free. And he gathers around him a small band of followers, a dozen zealous but untested men, and a handful of capable women. The average Joe, the common person, loves him, which means that those in power do not. And so the scripture tells us that the authorities make plans to get rid of him. And the tipping point comes in the third year of his ministry. He comes out of Galilee with fire in his eyes. He marches into Jerusalem, the capital city. Crowds gather around him. They they sing his praises. They think he's going to be the new king. It's the moment they've been waiting for. But then the story takes a, a dark and unexpected turn. Jesus begins to turn inward. Instead of talking about revolt, he talks about death and about suffering and about sacrifice. And about how he's going to be going away for a long time. And people don't like that message. The crowds lose interest. One of his own men turns against him. His friends run off. He's arrested. He's beaten. And he's marched out to a cross on a hill outside of town. And he's hung out there to die. And so Jesus' story ends in death, just like every other human story. And a couple of strangers take his body down and they wrap it for burial. From rags to riches, back to rags again. It was a remarkable story, a powerful story, but seemingly it ended too soon. But it ended just like everybody else's, in death. 
But on the third day after his death, a few brave and loyal women come out to pay their respects. And when they come to the tomb, they find a stone rolled away. The tomb is empty. And an angel comes to them and says that, that Jesus is not there, that he's not dead, that he's alive, in fact. And he's eager to see them. And he wants to be with them. And so the story, we discover, is not over after all. Rags to riches to rags, but now it's back to riches again. He has beaten sin. He has beaten death. And 2,000 years later, this morning, we're telling the same story and we're celebrating it today because it is a true and remarkable and inspiring story. So what's the bottom line? Well, what's the point of Jesus' story? Well, Jesus wanted to make God the Father known to us. And he wanted to teach us how to live our lives, to love each other and to love God. And he wanted to inaugurate the kingdom of God. But I find myself drawn to Jesus' own words out of John chapter 10, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The very thing that we, we all want and want more of and want a better quality of, Jesus came to offer. And not just any life, but a full life, and not just any full life, but a life that won't end. A life that is everlasting. And to make that possible for us, Jesus had to overcome the things that we cannot overcome. Sin and death. And the scripture tells us that he did, that he took sin upon himself. He became sin for us. He gave his life that we might be forgiven. And he took death on too. He died, laid in the grave, and he came back from the dead so that we too, when we die, do not remain dead, but are raised to life everlasting as well. The Apostle Paul wrote these words about 15 years after Jesus' resurrection, after having experienced firsthand the impact and power of Jesus' death and resurrection, the power of Jesus' story, where he writes this, Where, O death, is your victory? And where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the true and remarkable story of the risen Jesus. Now, I know that there are probably people sitting here today who have doubts about this story, and I understand it can be a a difficult story sometimes to get your mind around. And so I would encourage you to think about a couple of things if maybe that's the place you're in today. There were, there were other messiahs during Jesus' day, people who rose up, charismatic leaders who led, tried to re- lead rebellions. They gathered leaders, uh, people around them, made promises, raised expectations, but their stories end in death, just like Jesus. But Jesus' story was different in that his followers claimed that he was alive. And they went to their graves as martyrs. Eleven of the twelve, ten of the twelve disciples went to their graves as martyrs, hanging on to that. And they died because they would not recant that Jesus Christ, in fact, was the Son of God, had died for their sin, and was raised from the dead. There was a lot to say about the resurrection We don't have time for it, but I want to make a resource available to you. If you're here today and you maybe have some doubts or some questions, as you leave, there's a book that we have for you in the back, uh, also at the Connection Center, called The Case for Easter. It's a great book 
And it really tries to answer some of the frequently answered, asked questions that you might have about the resurrection. I encourage you to pick it up today, especially uh, if you're new this morning. The last two or three minutes, I just want to spend a couple of minutes talking about how your story can be changed by trusting in Jesus' story. If Jesus conquered sin and death, whatever it is that's keeping you from the life that you want and being the person that you want to be, then Jesus can help you overcome that. There is nothing in this world that can, that can prevent Jesus from helping you become the person that he's called you to be, that you, that you want to be, to have the life that you were intended to have. You see, life was not meant to be average or less than, and life was not meant to end. Life with God is intended to be rich and fulfilling and never to end. And that will only happen when your personal story intersects with the story of Jesus Christ. Every good story usually has a turning point, right? A turning point when a person's trajectory, a character is changed in a different direction for the better. My hope and prayer is that maybe this morning is a turning point for some of you. That you will accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. That you'll put your trust in Him. That you'll believe that His story is true. That you'll find the the life and the abundant life, the fulfilling life that will last forever as your story finds its meaning in the story of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Son, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, that this morning... um, You would just bless each person here that they would sense your presence, that they would affirm the truth of the resurrection. Um, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself. Lord, we thank you that when we come to you and simply say, I believe in you and I believe in your, 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 your death for my sins. I believe in your resurrection from the dead. I trust in you. When we simply say that, Lord, we know that our story is now changed forever. And that though we will someday die on this earth, our eyes will then open in heaven. And we will have life and life to the full with you and all your people forever. So, Lord, we thank you for this Easter day. We thank you that we serve a risen Lord. We pray for your blessing upon each person here. May our stories be changed forever your story, your truth, the person of Jesus Christ. Amen.